The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow tonight, hosting with Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And John Roberts running the board. Hey. <laughs> and we're Woo-hoo. here to talk about politics and stuff like that in our inimitable, uh, all-volunteer, we're-making-it-up-as-we-go-along kind of way. Uh, before we get started, I uh, just want to mention a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, about 90 minutes ago, uh, we hit the uh, winter solstice, so uh, we're, we're on the backswing, heading back towards uh, the daylight if you're here in the north. And if you're in our southern hemisphere, sorry, the beginning of summer's end has begun. Or something. And if you're Wiccan, happy Yule. <laughs> uh, sure, and happy Yule if you're, you know, a Northern European pagan. That, that works. Um, Born again pagan, please. <laughs> you can be, yeah, that's fine. I don't know how that works. Um, so if you want to get in touch with us, we do love to hear from you, and you can do it in a few different ways. Uh, you can reach us by email at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, uh, at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter, and facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community on that. <clears throat> Increasingly problematic platform. Also, uh, we do have our own website, uh, civilpoliticsradio.com, with uh, recordings of previous episodes of the show, or at least most of them, and uh, links to things we talk about, supplemental episodes we do, etc., etc., hopefully not ad nauseum. Uh, while we talk about things during the show, when possible, Jamra posts links uh, to our uh, website, to the Twitter, and to the Facebook, using the hashtag civilreferences to allow you to play along at home and follow along in something resembling real time. So, yeah. Wee. So, <laughs> so, Shut down, maybe? High energy tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the government's shutting down, so... <laughs> so we should shut down, too. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, I, I guess uh, we can think about it like we're on a very long-term unpaid furlough. <laughs> well, we we just got through Hanukkah. <clears throat> Christmas is coming. Do you know when Ramadan is this year? It's nah. not always this time of year. It's I have no idea when Ramadan is. Look, the only reason I know when Christmas is is because a it was my favorite holiday as a kid because all the pretty lights and the presents and whatnot, and b they never change the date. You oh, know? so you can remember it. I have <laughs> to like it takes me. I I have to figure out when Thanksgiving is every year. And How it's, about July Fourth? You usually get that one right. Yeah. 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 Ides of March, I get that one pretty well. My birthday, you know. Ramadan, uh, the next Ramadan is, is on May 5th. Oh, okay, so um, it's moved. Yeah, yeah last last year, uh, we're 2018, it was on May 15th. So it's starting May 5th? Yes. Okay. Until June 4th. Because <clears throat> yeah. sometimes, every so many 10 years or so, it's, it's around the holidays. It's, it's on a lunar seen. calendar, which sort of all fluctuates around. Yeah, so. moves around. Yeah. And I think, um, if I remember right, that there are religious leaders that can proclaim Ramadan off from the calendar, that there's a, another piece to it that's very subjective. I have no idea how that works. A princess I, I, told me that once. I Sure. I, I don't really know anything about Islamic practice, um, you know, like as a 
very non-religious person, I I pretty much don't care about a lot of that stuff. And the only stuff I have any real familiarity with is the Episcopal Church because, you know, I grew up with it. So, you know, you know, peace be with you and also with you and blah, blah, blah. I always try and understand enough to so that I'm not, you know, don't say something really stupid. You know, like oh. to, to somebody else's religion. So, well, that's, now he, that's always my goal because I'm not religious either. So. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, I'm really not religious. I, I, so. I, I don't want to be rude and offensive, but I don't worry about sounding stupid. Maybe that's sort of the, <laughs> maybe that's the male female difference there, or maybe it's just that I've accepted that I'm blonde. <laughs> to return to an earlier theme of yes. the show, um, but uh, yeah, talking about politics, I guess one very basic thing is so. Uh, turns out. Uh, President Trump has decided to draw a line in the, let's call it sand, um, about uh, getting a wall. Stick in the mud? (laughs) Yeah, something. Whatever that material is that he's sliding around in. Spite his face. That's another metaphor, (laughs) different one. But anyway, um, yeah. He's holding firm for his $5.7 billion wall, right? That's the... Is that the latest? I might not have the latest. He wanted $5 billion. I believe the House voted, I thought it was 5.3. He wanted six. Um, the House gave him 5.7. Oh, 5.7. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. So that's... Uh, Just a little while ago today, right? So now it's with the Senate? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Senate bill uh, gave them... Uh, put put forth $1.6 billion, but for uh, fencing repair and, and upkeep of fencing and for, for additional border security, uh, but nothing for actually constructing a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to officially shut down at midnight, we think, right? Is that I, the... I, well, the thing is, uh, unless they want to uh, destroy the option to, to invoke, a, to, to, to cancel the filibuster, to uh, make sure that a vote of cloture of debate now only needs 51 votes, uh, or whatever the simple majority happens to be, because I think some senators have already gone home. Yeah. But... And they said they brought Pence in um, earlier today when they were on the earlier version to move it. And, uh, so he broke a tie already, but I don't know if it was a 50 tie or whether it was, you know, 46 to 48 or something. Um, just, a, well, uh, not a, tie, but... a quick update just <laughs> well, he, now. He made it 48. Um, the house officially adjourned just before seven. Uh, oh, so they're so done. <laughs> they are done. They are not, they will not return until noon tomorrow. If that, Oh, so, they're coming back tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. They, but they're, they're adjourned. That's, that's that. So there's not going to be any more, like bills put forth or anything. Um, it's not going to. This is the wire. It's done. It's is done. The, is, is that uh, in metaphorical terms? Is that dropping the mic or throwing the steering wheel out the window? <laughs> I think it's throwing the steering wheel. I think it's out just the window <laughs> running straight off a cliff. I think that's what it is. Ah. I mean, if I was going to adjourn, then I'd leave so that I could enjoy my vacation. I'm surprised they're adjourning in. Hanging around just in case, I guess. Well, they if they go, then that's the the government's just shut down because they also need to vote on an on a bill. Yeah. Like they haven't passed anything. Well, the they only, passed the five point seven. They passed. Yes. The, yeah, so, so unless the unless the Senate votes takes to pass exactly, exactly the same bill, yep. yeah, which if they there's aren't. any kind of reconciliation, which there's a discussion either. about, but well, amongst, amongst I, some they, of them, they they have the votes if they want to force it through. I mean, it's that simple. If the Republicans in the Senate want to force it through, which they can do, then... Well, they have to go to nuclear first. They have to change the rules. I think the we so-called nuclear option, which is getting rid of the ability of the Democrats to obstruct the... To the, filibuster. Yeah. To, to, to yeah. continue debate unless 60, people, 60 members vote to um, close debate, which is called a motion of cloture. 
Um, so if they get rid of that or if they change it so that, no, you just need the simple majority to do that, um, which is, you know, a big deal, um, a change in the norms, et cetera, et cetera. But if they do that, then then they can just get this done. Which they aren't going to. Well, Mitch McConnell, say Mitch McConnell does not want to do that. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. He, I think oh, you're saying aren't. Yeah, I'm sorry, John. I just didn't hear what you said. That's all right. Um, yeah, they they are they are not going to do that. Um, which seems is unlikely. Smart move. Um, incredibly smart move. We were just talking about this. Me and Sue were just talking about this earlier before oh, the show. Yeah. Uh, just this is a tool that the minority has to do something with the like against the majority with any sort of power so if you take that away when you're in power okay but then when you're out of power because it's going to happen eventually then you're screwed i think the republicans are increasingly aware that a minority of voters across the country supports the kind of policies and uh behaviors that they are getting up to which is why they're so getting getting so desperate in states like minnesota and michigan and maryland where they're you know trying to use their supermajorities in the the legislature to arrange things so that the governors and other executive branch offices can't undo what they want to do and don't have the power to change things so that they don't lose their... But Minnesota was very dem- democratic at one point and then flipped over. It's Wisconsin, too. They flip over and flip back. Yeah. I, this is this is Republicans on the wane, but they also... It was sort of shocking when they took over Minnesota and, and states like that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say Minnesota? I meant Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Wisconsin. <clears throat> Yeah, who is it? Paul Wellstone? Paul Wellstone. Yeah. Famous Democrat who died in a plane crash. Yes. Very, 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 From very Minnesota. progressive. Yeah. 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 He's the fellow Al Franken uh, ran to to replace. So, um, yeah. So I, I just, uh, I, I agree with John Rowe that it's definitely a good idea uh, for the party that is uh, increasingly becoming a conservative minority to, uh, to cling to uh, any means that's going to. Uh, allow them to sort of gum the the the, the wheels of change. So if I, we have a shutdown, <laughs> I I I really don't see it. I, I think I think a shutdown of the federal government is as likely as uh, well. To mention something else, we wagered on Theresa May failing to get her Brexit deal through. Still Congress, not over. It hasn't had the vote. It's yet. not still not over. <laughs> but, the, um, but I mean, I I said she wouldn't get it done last week, and I was right about that. Well, yeah. you said that it wouldn't pass, sort of, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and she, she was smart enough to pull the vote, so it's right. a tactic. So I was just going to say the couple of things that people might want to know, okay. which is um, nine of the 15 agencies were funded last year, so they're not affected. There's only six or seven agencies that are affected. Um, the ones that are shut down are DHS, Treasury, Justice, and 420,000 essential employees will go to work, which means the TSA will stay open, you know, wardens will stay on their jobs at the federal prisons 380,000 government employees will be furloughed with no pay and theoretically it's 25% of the government only that's affected because of all the the bills that passed last year that actually takes them through next year so they they segregated them there was a whole tactic last year when both the democrats and the republicans agreed to fund certain agencies so it's sort of interesting that and they took um really the military out of it so that that was not one that's affected by this shutdown. So it's very interesting. It's sort of a, it's like they, they soften the blow 
so that when they didn't do a continuing resolution or a, or shut down the government, it's actually a softer blow than it would have been if they hadn't funded you know the fifteen in the in the total. So, so it's interesting. It's just a it's a it's a smaller shutdown than because we had three shutdowns. Last, was it three, two or three last year? I think this two. past year. Yeah. Um. There we are going to have a shutdown tonight. Yeah. Uh. There there is no. There is no question about it at this point because um, McConnell said that there is not going to be a vote until the until they reach a deal and they're not going to have a, a deal tonight. So, well, there you go. Um, well, with with whom would he be making the deal? The Democrats? Because the I Demo- think they're president. Because they're saying to oh, get him that, to agree to what he will actually sign or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, they um, have to wrangle him. Probably that, or and they might not tell him the deal truth. making in the House as well, uh, because. They have to rewrite their, or they have to either vote exactly for what the Senate d- did, but they might not. Right. So, um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's just, it's just not happening tonight. There's no vote happening tonight. There's no uh, b- resolution tonight. So the government is shut- shutting down at midnight. Yeah. And since it's a weekend and then a holiday, it'll be interesting to say. Oh, the- God, yeah. Because <laughs> if we had a shutdown that was like that, well, wasn't it over July? 4th? I hope there. I hope that they they have to go through um through Christmas. Do you do you know do you know where John McClain is right now? I mean, is the national airport going to be okay? <laughs> I think I broke John or with a Die Hard Two <laughs> reference. Uh, <laughs> but it's the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make a Die Hard reference on a well, Die Hard Two. I die, die Hard Two. Still the counts, airport yeah. in London in yeah. in Britain is not okay. If you start doing naked yoga, then I'm leaving. <laughs> I, yeah, leaving. That would, that would not be <laughs> that would not be helpful on radio. Now that anyway, it now is that not is in Die here. Hard Two reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Gat, Gatwick uh, had its problems this. Uh, Yesterday, actually, all week they've been having trouble with a with a what do you call it a rogue a rogue drone. Somebody's flying drones around. Yeah. Yep. And every time they yep. uh, they they re-energize their the airstrips, they um, send the drone up again. They haven't been able to catch whoever they are that is sabotaging all those people trying to get home for the holidays in in the UK. Which is certainly, I mean, that's uh, a big airport. It is. It's it's a significant airport. You know, it's one of two that serves London and Heathrow. I believe still only has two runways. So. You know, it's a it's a big deal when, uh, when when Gatwick shut down. I'm amazed that they haven't shot it down or find a way to jam the frequency or yeah. you know use triangulation to find whoever's controlling it. I mean, it I I don't know. It seems to me like it would, shouldn't be that hard of a problem for modern technology in the British military, but I don't know. Maybe they're trying to. Well, no, they would. I don't if know. They could do it. They wouldn't. I think catch them in the act. They can do that. But yeah, why? I, aren't they? I have no idea. Like, you, you know way more about this tech yeah. stuff than I do, Sue. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't understand why they haven't. There's about five different things you could do to it. I know they said they didn't want to shoot it down because, you know, it was a populated area and all that stuff. But, man, I think I think I do. Why wouldn't they want to? I, and I don't even understand. I mean, it's not like it's it's not Lockerbie. It's not like it's a, a jet full of people and fuel and explosives and whatnot. No, but it's, I think the problem is where it lands or where the um, where the munitions land. If you actually, if you oh, if you miss, yeah, if you miss. Well, even if you hit, but sort of where this all the stuff falls. So. Um, I mean, there there are there are a lot of stories of um, people getting hurt or killed and what. Um, uh, you know, like in celebrations in yes. the Middle East, with people shooting, shooting bullets up in the air, and then yeah. the bullets come down at the same people. speed they went up. Yeah. Usually, not quite. 
Usually not as much, but it's still pretty fast. It's very close. Yeah, because of gravity. Yeah, so... They're two equal and opposite uh, um, the, the, formula. I've... Well, uh, you, you, <laughs> so, you, you can look it up, but supersonic yeah, yeah, yeah. ammunition doesn't fall back at supersonic speeds. It oh, falls, good point. It yeah. just falls back fast. I was going to... Yeah. It, it would... It doesn't matter. Well, yeah, there's we're a terminal get velocity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, I don't, I'm just wondering why Gatwick, I don't use burnt birdshot, you know? Gatwick is open yep. now. Um, they, they opened now, it again? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it's been about four or five times this week they've opened and closed. Yeah. So it is open right now. They are searching for um, the drones, or the people that dr- flew the drones. Um, so, but they don't know. I mean, it's they can't, like, trace the radio signal. I don't understand so, this. This is this makes no sense to me. What do you mean? I just it it's not that hard to do. That's what I'm just saying. I I'm with Mike on this one. I think that there's something else that's not happening because they would have done that in a heartbeat if it was on a military base. I have yeah, they're military grade uh, drones. Maybe they're encrypted so, in all sorts of other hardened probably. Things. Yeah, that that maybe that is the case. But that well you can encrypt the signal, but the signal's still detectable. No, not if you not if you aren't sending the signal. If you send the instructions and and it's not getting new instructions, it has a whole th- series of things it does and comes back. So you, it's not actually receiving updates. Oh, itself. You like pre-program a flight yeah, to say yeah, fly over here, do yeah, this, yeah, and come back. Go in the window and then yeah, come home. Oh. So that would make it much harder to. But you could still shoot it down. There's no way you couldn't shoot it down. I so. yeah. Well, it's in my, my belief system, so, but I forget about the terminal velocity of stuff falling back to Earth. So, there well, you go. I, I, we sort of strayed a bit from politics, <laughs> but certainly in an interesting direction because I'm, I am, of course, interested in technology and how it works. But um, I don't know. Do you think this is any? Do you think this is uh, uh, politically in- relevant? I mean, it's it's certainly relevant. Do you think it's a political act or is it just somebody having a lark? I think I think that it actually is a terrorist act. I, that's my opinion. I don't think Britain it's, thinks that. You think it's politically motivated mischief? I think it's um, wreak havoc. You know, go, just like they go to the Christmas shops and run cars into people in, you know, Germany and um, Norway. And I think it's the same kind of thing. It's basically disrupting the busiest travel days that, huh. that there are. So I think it's I think it's a very simple way to create all kinds of havoc. So I think it's actually, to me, it looks like it's a it's a coordinated well it might be yeah. it certainly might be it could also just be some very contrarian troll deciding to have some fun some postal worker <clears throat> sorry could be <laughs> um did you by the way did you see the uh the the i think it was 18 measures that the european union announced that so that they will uh climate change so that they will be prepared if the UK crashes out without making a no. deal on Brexit. No, yeah. no, I missed they, that. <laughs> they, they've said like, okay, well, these are the things we're going to do. Like they're they're announcing like they're going to allow for uh, flight overflight of European territory for like a year. Um, well, oh, they is this the out. backstop? No, this Who's... is not the backstop. This is the European Union just announcing what their policy decisions will be regarding dealing with the oh, UK okay. in various you know critical matters like. You know, what happens with, like, uh, uh, child care and what happens with uh, airline flights and trucking and all kinds of things like oh, that. Oh, good. So they're so, planning. Oh, my God. Well, the, the so the European Union has said, like, this is by no means – it's it's not 
it's not anywhere near as good as any kind of deal, but it's basically them sort of preparing. The fallback, yeah. It's a fallback position and them letting people know like, okay, so this is what, what will pertain in March if there's no deal. And, uh, you know, the, to basically give them more time to announce, to figure out what they want to do about like how to handle customs duties on trucks going around and the passage of, of UK trucking companies into Europe and so forth. You sure that's not the, the rules I'm of the backstop? Huh. I'm quite certain. Because the point is that this isn't any kind of a reciprocal deal they've arranged. This is simply the Europeans and the European Union announcing like, these are the measures that we are going to put in place if there's no deal. We can revoke them at any time without any consultation with the UK because this is us choosing to do this on our own initiative. And so, for example, they can, you know, once they decide that they've got in place the equipment they want to, like, start weighing trucks from the UK and doing customs checks and whatnot, they can just say, right, okay, well, you know. As of today. As of today, you now have to do that. You can't just sort of drive around using the same permits you've already had. But as of now, they will be able to do that uh, through January of 2020. That's what they've announced. Yeah. But they said this is subject to change without notice at, entirely at our discretion. So this isn't even a backstop. This is basically just, you know, they're putting the world on notice that of what they're going to do, how they're going to handle things if the UK can't get its act together. And it's also making clear to the UK, like, yeah, this is this is what's going to happen. So. Yeah. Well, February and March is going to be fun. They're saying the Mueller report might be out in February. I saw that today. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I Is there... Well... Of course, nobody's talking about what's in it, but supposedly it does address some collusion. Yeah. It doesn't say how it addresses, but the press release or whatever it was says so, it addresses so, collusion. So one of the things, this sort of reminds me of, of one of the things I've been I've been thinking about, um, because I was uh, looking at, um, there's a, a report I saw that apparently there are 83 ethics complaints, open ethics complaints against Justice Kavanaugh which uh, were referred to the Supreme Court, and then uh, the Chief Justice handed them off to an investigatory panel in one of the appellate circuits. Oh, I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. And the appellate circuit said, well, he's a justice of the Supreme Court. We have no authority to deal with this, so all of these complaints are just going to be thrown in the bin and forgotten because there's nothing we can do about them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And... Sleep tonight, your government's at work. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I don't know what to, I, I, you know. I, we need I, a smaller government. That's all I can say. One we can drown in a bathtub, Grover. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I've been, I'm wondering, of course, is, you know, will the House decide to, you know, have the Government Oversight Committee call for those reports and look into them and things like that and hold hearings. But I'm also wondering, um, what do you think about uh, if the Mueller report comes back and it's this damning indictment of this, you know, outlines this conspiracy against the United States by the Trump campaign in concert with the Putin administration. Of for Russia. money. Yeah, for money. For money and whatever. Yeah. Um, That's the impeachment track right there. Well, more than that, once Trump is out of office, even if it's, you know, he's voted out in two years. Say. Well, if Pence pardons him. If Pence pardons him. That's a whole separate thing. <laughs> oh, okay. For Trump, I don't care about Trump in this in this moment. What I'm asking about, building up to, is asking this. So, what do you think about the idea of the Senate uh, of the, of the Democrats taking control of government, and saying like, okay, well, um, we're going to impeach and remove 
all of the lifetime appointments that Donald Trump made, because all of them are the fruit of the corrupt tree of a conspiracy with well, a foreign That's interesting. They're all tainted by his treason. You'd have to get a lot of people agree to that. And if that judge was from Indiana, and you're from Indiana, if that judge was from New York, that probably, it's probably possible, but I can't, you know, it's amazing to even think that they're going to try and, I think my guys, the Republicans, I, are going to impeach Trump. I've said that after yeah. the midterms forever, but. Um, yeah, you, you, you yeah. Said, not, said like sometime in January. Well, no, I said list. after after the, after the, yeah after the midterms. And I'm not saying the Democrats are going to do it. I'm saying my own party's going to do it, but nobody well, believes me. And I'm usually wrong, so. Well, you are wrong in that your own party won't be able to. Solo. But they own right. the Senate. So the right. House... Right, but would... the, the Senate doesn't actually do the impeaching. The Senate does the trying. The voting, yeah. Yeah. The so so you, the, the, your party, the, the, the Republican Party would need Democratic votes in the House to let it come up and then pass the House, the, the measure of impeachment. I don't think the Democratic votes, Democrat I votes think, will be. I don't think it would be too hard to get them, no. but it would have to be something that the, the House Democrats would not want to go along with. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can certainly imagine them doing so. I can also imagine them saying like, you know, like, this is just a circus we don't want to get into right now. So, John, what do you think? Oh, I was just going to say that um, no matter who controls what uh, House or, or Senate, like the the someone of a certain like anybody can put forth a bill to impeach someone um it's just if it if if the republicans did that they i mean they couldn't they could put forward to impeach uh the president but then they would have to get the the votes together for it so it could be that the gop wants to impeach but they wouldn't be able to without the Democrats' help. But I think yeah. you just said that, so that's... Yeah. And I was <laughs> thinking also, more of the will. Who has the will to do this? And yeah. I'm saying that the country by, you know, after the midterms, when maybe when the Mueller report comes out, I, that's, I've believed all along that at some point that's what would happen. So I, Too many oxes gored. I doubt it. Honestly, uh, whatever whatever comes out, unless it's well, you know I lived through in, Nixon, so it's like yeah. whoa, they actually did it. <laughs> well, they did it. Um, <laughs> here's the difference in Nixon. Uh, in the the time of Nixon, people were uh, much more reasonable. No, they were protecting Spiro. We went through this. They were protecting no, I mean, Spiro Agnew. They they let him take bribes in the in the in the White yeah, House. I know, but I mean, people I protected. Mean, they just was, didn't come out. There the wasn't same. as much tribalism. Um, and back then, uh, unless I'm wrong, I think you might be wrong. Okay, I, I think mean, it just looks that way. It's sort of like when people say we've never been this polarized, and then Doris Kearns Goodwin goes, "Oh yes, you know, so and so sat on the floor of the Senate." You know, you ignorant jerk. Yeah, you know it. It's it does. It is really polarized now. But I th I think people are mistaken if they don't think it was very. Polarized I, during the Vietnam War. And I, I think it's the discourse the that is polarized and the sense of what the authoritative sources of information are is polarized. Yeah. Back in... 40, oh, nobody believed what the what the military is putting out, right? I have stone and all the right. but papers and stuff. 45 years ago, if Walter Cronkite told you this is what's going on, people tended to believe that. Older there's, there's, people. But the, the youth, actually, we all knew that they were lying. It's just Walter Cronkite wouldn't admit it until it got so bad. Uh, well, do, all right. Do, do you know what I mean? It was. It's speaking as someone who was a child <laughs> in the seventies. I believe Walter Cronkite. I was someone who found him very persuasive and authoritative. Yeah. 
you know, just emotionally, I was like, this is a grown up I trust to tell me what's going on. And we were the millennials and we didn't believe it for a minute. So at the time, I mean, you're I was a baby boomer. No, no, I'm saying we were the, the way the millennials are now, that they're very skeptical of, of, you know, what's going down. Well, we've all become more skeptical as, you know, as your generations control more stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the, our parents the, didn't believe. In that age range. I, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, the, and our parents didn't believe it. They believed if we were at war, we should be at war. And that's, you know, and the little kids didn't. Do you know what I mean? It was it was the teeny boppers and the college students. That was oh, that's sure. that's usually who changes the direction of no, a country. the country. The, the the people who are like, wait, we have to go get killed. Where we're we're not uh, in favor of the idea, and that's one of yeah. the reasons why the fighting over the Vietnam War was so contentious. But none I think of the women had to go, and we were all out there, right? Sure, but I think it's I think I think you're looking at that from a very male perspective. Sure, yeah. I, I I'm just saying that. There were three networks plus PBS. There was a great consolidation of information. It was hard to get. Oh, no, there was 38 and 44, the UHF stations. Right. And the radio stations were. Um, the, in terms but of. But the pictures, yeah. Okay. If you, if you, and if you <laughs> want to spread information around the country, you've got three major television networks. Everybody read newspapers then. They don't anymore. Sure. And you had, you know, some major newspapers like the New York Times and, and the Washington Post. After but the you Pentagon had papers. tons of local newspapers, which we don't have anymore. Oh, I'm 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 aware. Right. Yeah, we've talked about that before. But all of which is to say, I think we are more polarized in that it's much easier or maybe polarized isn't the wrong word is the wrong word. Balkanized. Yeah, that's a good one. Or silo in silos. Yeah. In, in silos. So so it is a difference. Not to say anything bad about the Balkans, but it's a it's a phrase, yeah. Um figure of speech. <laughs> but the the point is that we have this argument about what's happening and it's got a completely different dynamic now than it did in the early 70s and i think that is a is a fair difference i mean there's no you know fox news was created in part in response to what happened to the nixon administration because of press coverage of all their scandals and crimes and you know they basically uh, uh what's his name roger ailes created fox news so that there would be uh, a journalistic ally to protect Republicans the next time it happened. And that's exactly what Fox News is doing now and has been. It's what they did during the Bush administration. Well, I think um, National Review and Weekly Standard and all those guys were doing a very similar thing. But yeah, TV coverage. Yeah. But uh, you're a child of the TV, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's always been TV. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, just going off of what you said uh, with Fox. Um, Except for Fox and Friends this morning when when they actually like went after uh, Sarah. You Hubby watched Sanders. it? No, I see <laughs> clips on it. Like I get, I get a I yeah. Get you a get a thing. news feed. Yeah. I get a news feed every every morning. So what did they say about uh, Sarah? Uh, uh, <laughs> the uh, the White House press secretary. Yeah, um, basically, uh, she was on Fox and Friends and. The not doocy guy, I forget his name. I'll 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 post it. Uh, he Brian he, Kilmeade. Yes, he was saying that uh, they would be freaking out if if Obama was doing this, and because and Trump was saying that Obama. Oh, how the, honest that was! Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> wait, this we is, be, if Obama was doing what? Um, withdrawing from withdrawing Afghanistan. from Af Afghanistan. Sorry, right. uh, I was. Yeah, because I forget fact, that you're not in my head sometimes. 
And when Obama um, did do that, he he had planned it with everybody. They all the allies knew what we were doing, and yeah, it's a whole. He different actually thing. had to. Yeah, it was an agreed upon date. Yeah. Um. Well, withdrawing from Iraq, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what he. That's what they're yeah. saying. But now, uh, withdrawing and and actually, it was Bush's date. I think. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, but with withdrawing from works. Afghanistan and withdrawing the troops, we're taking like seven seven thousand troops back, which is like half of. I think so. Yeah. Um. The the personnel over there. The um. He was he was saying that if Obama was doing the same thing, then we would be freaking out over it. Like th- cut on, and run, they cut yeah. and run. <laughs> and that, uh, yeah. and uh, if and so basically, he was saying like, what if if Obama is the father of ISIS that that he said, then Trump is going to be that now because they're going to come back. And Sarah and and Sarah Sanders was that. like, wow. well, that's the thing. It's Fox News, so they're they're very conservative and they're very protective of the of the administration but they're also very protective of the military and i you think, think that, that was they the, yeah their minds broke probably yeah. so um they don't know what to do at this point i imagine so, they liked mattis too so well, wait probably. so is this about the withdrawal of the announced uh coming withdrawal of troops from uh, Afghanistan or or the, or the drawdown in Syria both actually which I think is what led to secretary Mattis's res- resignation just ju- um just Trump declaring victory over ISIS and saying cool we're done mission accomplished <laughs> exactly sorry no i was going to go there you <laughs> yeah, can do oh, it i stepped on your punchline i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's take a moment and think about that, and uh, we'll come back and talk some more. Uh, we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs here on Valley Free Radio, but this is Civil Politics. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You are listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Mayor David Narkowitz, and I support Northampton's community radio station. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP, bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yousef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical courses off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. Press start to continue. Video game remixes, nerdcore, hip-hop, and chiptunes from across the internet. Tune in every Monday night from 9 to 11 on Valley Through Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. And check out Facebook.com slash start to continue for links to show notes, random game news, and podcasts of previous episodes. Press start to continue. All a nerd needs to know. How about this game? What's it rated? Uh, let's see. T for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. (sighs) This one better? 
much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. Football is a sport that unites fans, players, and coaches alike in a spirit of competition and camaraderie. Football season has come to our area, and while you're watching a game with friends or sharing in the excitement with family, be sure to celebrate responsibly. Never pick up the keys and drive if you've had too much to drink. And if you're 21, drinking alcohol is against the law. Remember, alcohol is different. Let's all work together to keep our roads and communities safe and have a winning season. This message is brought to you by your local beer distributors and this station. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. Back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still joined by John Robertson's uh, <coughs> Sue Timberlake. And... Uh, during a break, we were talking about uh, Facebook, of all things. Yeah. And, again, these tech stories, you you know, you young kids and, you know, tech experts and whatnot know more about this than I do. But <coughs> it seems to me it's pretty— They've got to learn to question more. <laughs> well, I, do, I just think, it, I think it's really clear that Facebook— Wait, wait. Who needs to learn to question more? The nerds. They need to be more skeptical. Of Facebook? Of all of How? that. How? Can they be more skeptical? <laughs> They're nerds. Oh. We're nerds. We're always skeptical. Oh, okay. We're, we just gave up. Oh, you just figure your <laughs> privacy's gone anyway. It's, so I mean, I mean, I was the reason we're talking about this is because I'm posting stuff to Facebook, and every time I post something, it's like, do you want to add a picture? And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's a link. It has picture. And like, and I was just like, I'm sick. I'm getting sick of Facebook. Personally, I haven't really touched my Facebook on a regular basis in months um yeah but i'm I'm with you yeah i mean i don't know i i might would you like to post all your contacts personal details (laughs) don't bother because they already took them every time i like if i open the phone so like every so often they're like you you should add your phone number no no i'm not gonna do that no yeah but uh like oh, I have, so we like, can contact you if you can't log in yeah Yeah, right (laughs) or um or you know we can 
You, how you about, how about was... Messenger? Like, you can have a voice call on your phone. No, I don't want that. You see Experian and um, the other two credit places want to get your bank account so that they can do this other new feature they're going to give you. And everybody's like, why would you give them Christ your bank Almighty. account? No. You know, it's like, did you not learn when they had all those breaches? <laughs> And this is like a new service. I forget what it does, but it, it's going to do something really fancy for you. And it's like, who would sign up for that with Experian? Um, yeah, I, I can't think of the other two right at the top of my Equifax, Equifax and Equifax. something or other. I yeah. can't remember what the, the third, third one is. The third one is. The third credit union. TransUnion, I think. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. They should be highly regulated. In fact, they should be super mon- monitored. Frankly, I don't see why they're like, I mean, on the one hand, I, I can see why there's private businesses doing that. On the other hand, it's like if, if, if credit score is such a necessary commercial function, something should be that, standardized and, and yeah. Well, I'm saying if it's if it's the kind of thing that's basically a public good or a public utility, then maybe it should be run by the government. With all the problems that's going to create, but I'm just saying, you know, like we could go back to the old way where if the banker knows you, they'll give you a loan, and if they don't, they won't. <laughs> Sweet. So I'll never get a loan again. Yeah, me right. neither. Because women couldn't even have credit in their own name, so right. <laughs> Was it go back to the fifties? Right. So, so this is definitely an improvement, but there are still big problems with the oh, way huge. credit scores. Oh, are, and they are never corrected errors. You know, they mm-hmm. they'd get anything bad on you, and they just hold on to it, even if it wasn't you, and you could never correct it. Yeah, at least it's getting to the point where you can get it corrected. Well, and and one of the reasons why the credit the three credit bureaus were able to function this way is because. Basically, they provided a service that people needed, and there was no real financial penalty to them uh, not fixing this stuff. Yeah. So they didn't. And Facebook, it's- It's the same thing. It's the same darn yep. thing. Yep. And I don't think it's- All the money was on the sharing side. <laughs> and it, it, there is no surprise. That's why I never went on Facebook. Right. Well, I, I, none of this is a surprise to me. Yeah. That all of these companies, um, like they're-, they're <sighs> Dinosaur or- perspicacious well <laughs> perspicacious you know this is an example of 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 sort of that suspicious conservatism that you know that's the mindset of the hallmark of the republican so mindset paranoid absolutely I <laughs> absolutely serving you in good stead. you know well i could see what they were doing and how they were making their money it was clear yeah. but you know if you believe that your privacy is already gone i understand why you would just go eh. But I didn't grow up with it. I had privacy when I was young, so I fondly remember it. Right. Well, and and, and so, you know, information's coming out that, like, people sending private messages to each other on Facebook, that Facebook's sharing that information with, you know, not even just themselves, but third-party vendors like Netflix. Like, you have a chat with a friend about what your favorite movies are, and they promptly forward that over to Netflix, and Netflix yeah. is like, hey, you like <laughs> Citizen Kane? You probably would like Kane... Sugar, something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Cane mutiny. Citizen Kane eats pie. I don't know. <laughs> or you might like the Orson Welles Theater. Which, I don't know. Which closed in Cambridge. I was so sad when that happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. Another vintage. Mom go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah. No. I mean, she. I yeah. remember we saw the Seventh Seal recently on uh, video, and she oh talked about God. how she I loved love the Seventh Seal. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Those foreign flicks. Such a great movie. Anyway, um, so talk and and less darkly. Well, and and <laughs> and uh, related to that, their business model is very much about getting your information and selling it and selling it. <laughs> and if you're going to connect with people, you're going to do it through them in a way they can monetize. And yet, at the same time, there is they have seem to have no problem at all with uh, death threats and 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 harassment and 
you know, Nazis and whatnot, you know. Because there was no money in it, just like you said with Equifax. There was no penalty for not fixing somebody's credit record. Right. And there was absolutely no skin off their nose. It's it's like the best business, no responsibility right. and all the authority. Like why 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 shut down the Nazis because <laughs> they drive a lot of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> it gets a lot of people sharing and there's all kinds of data we can get out of that. Well, this is the new norm. It'll be really interesting to see how yeah. folks like you guys sort of go to the next step what you do with that. Well, I don't know how how big it is in comparison to Facebook. It certainly doesn't have the global yeah. footprint that it does. But the uh, the the blogging site Tumblr, which is one who tumbles but without the letter E, so T U M B L R for those of you who are blissfully ignorant. Um, Tumblr had become a, a website uh, where Wasn't people it a pick up pick up site? No, not exactly. But people would put up art and and you know uh uh What's that Sex one? workers would uh, would would arrange with clients and post you know erotic artwork, some you know explicitly yeah. pornographic and whatnot. And Tumblr management, for reasons, decided that they were going to just shut that down. They well, were there was a suit, wasn't there? That they um, were now at risk for. There was some change in the law that. Put oh yeah, everybody... it might have been the. Um, not one the... one thing is that Tumblr is owned by Yahoo, and they're... oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Yahoo's still around. <laughs> as yeah i emailed somebody on yahoo today i was like woohoo yeah. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> um hotmail's still around yeah do you guys know anything about icloud a lot of people are using icloud is that like a, a california thing or is that icloud that that let's see that was um augustus tiberius <laughs> icloud was the fourth emperor right <laughs> Did I get it right? My God, oh, bro. Tumblr uh, is was has been worried about. It's a I think joke. about. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Tumblr has been worried about um, uh, advertising and because they and were liable. Like they changed the liability. They, something changed, right? I there don't was some think so. Law change that there the, might have been a law change, but I don't uh, think that 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 this is um, a result of that. I think they just are well, trying they, to quote unquote clean up their act. Well, there was something? a law that, like, uh, if your website had child porn, now yeah. you were responsible. Yeah, I think that's when everybody started um, paying attention. Well, uh, it's designed to yeah. sort of cut down on sex trafficking, I guess, yeah. which is certainly a good goal, but well, and there were not arg- the best way to do it. Yeah, and there were arguments that it was safer for the women to be on Tumblr than to do it other ways. It's like, hmm, that's an interesting well, argument. Not just women. Yeah. All kinds of people. Yes, yeah. Um, Tumblr, I think, was very friendly to the whole LGBTQ spectrum, which is part of the issue. So um, all of those people have sort of had to shut down or, or take their content elsewhere or whatever. But the Nazis are still able to do their Can thing. Can you say LGBT and heterosexual? Because yeah. the way you said that, it sounded like LGBTQI folks are um, promiscuous and need a website to do hookups. And that's not what you meant. Right? Uh, he was actually referring to the f- the fact that Tumblr has been very uh, LGBT friendly. Uh, friendly. Yeah. Uh, there there are a lot of groups on on uh, Tumblr. The, a lot of a lot of uh, LGBT people um, go to c- Tumblr to to talk to each other to share um, and especially younger ones. Exactly, yeah. it's especially younger ones. And it's it's I was say, there's a lot free. of other websites that are not Tumblr like tumblr like that yeah people um, go to that's that's not sort of no it's the it, wild west it's where the fandom fandoms are coming together you know like there's a lot of a lot of people who are you know queer fans of 
shows like Doctor Who or whatever. You know, oh, it's okay. a place for them to get together and share their their love of Doctor Who. Well, as, I'm thinking as of something queer, else. There's another website which I will think of probably. when we're off the air. There, there there's more than yeah. More than three we were websites. teasing. No, we were teasing Stefan about it one time, and I I know the name, and I'm confusing the two. So never mind what I just said. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. It's a dating site. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. No, it's that's a different thing. Yeah, that's where you find out somebody standing three feet away from you who might be interested. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of the name of it, but uh, it'll come to me. Yeah, and our... I was wrong. It was Sesta. The um, thank you, Stacy, for for pointing this out. The uh, stop the, in, the stop enabling sex traffickers act uh, of 2017. They're yeah. they've basically said it's too hard to to filter it out, so we're just not going to allow it anymore. At all, yeah. And we're they're just going to have a bot that says. Um, oh, there's there's nipples. No, yeah. no, no, right. no, no. And you know, and, and the hilarious... and Craigslist did a very similar thing, but they did it yeah. with guns and um, pets. You can't sell a dog on yeah. Craigslist, and it it was just a, a matter of the owner of Craigslist saying, yeah. you know, we're just not going to traffic in this. Also, the um, uh, wanted uh, the wanted ads, the um, personals, the, the personal ads, yeah, 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 and that's new. But yeah. Craigslist, when it started, actually, no guns and no pets. One of the hilarious things about about Tumblr. We move off that, I guess. But just one of the things that amused me is they post they had a post explaining their policy and giving examples of like this is the kind of nudity that is acceptable, and this is the kind this is the Venus on the half shell was uh, that kind of thing, yeah, or you know medical photos and th- so forth. Um, uh, so people at uh, I believe the website Jezebel took those images and uploaded them to Tumblr after the ban had gone into place <laughs> and they were all flagged by their that's porn yeah. <laughs> imagery filter. Yeah, because the people that were had no idea that was a piece of artwork. That, yeah. Well, it's, it's an automated thing, but in yeah. other words, like the specific examples they gave of stuff that would get past their filtering system did, were got, did not, yes, were yeah. caught by their filtering system. So, yeah. so that's... That's the problem with algorithms. Yes. So... We've known about that since since uh, at least uh, YouTube. Yeah. That's that's a problem. <laughs> uh, you um, YouTube algorithms um, putting copyright strikes on things that shouldn't have copyright strikes. A lot of uh, especially um, critics like film critics on YouTube and people that do uh, visual essays and things like that. They get a lot of copyright strikes. Um, there was a very good video uh, by this guy named Sideways. Um, his YouTube channel that about the uh, how about a, about cultural appropriation and how the rise of spoken word performances are really resemble um, the appropriation of of blues to to rock and roll. So like spoken word instead of hip hop. Uh, so it's basically spoken word is white people hip hop. So they had. I mean, it's people's. Just speaking without musical accompaniment? Yes. I'll post a video. It's well, really how interesting. How is that different from, you know, Jello Biafra getting up and doing a monologue or, or uh, you know, Spalding Gray? Syncopation. The the beat. Is there a rhythm? Oh, yeah. There is not enough time for me to go into that. <laughs> we'll I will, talk about that next but week. But <laughs> I will put it. I, the, the video was really interesting um, and really well sourced. And he does. It's a music. His channel is about music and music theory. And so he plays music, and that got a copyright strike so hard that it that it was taken off. So he, so that's been happening to him a lot, and that happens to a lot of critics, which 
is a huge issue because you, you know there's, they're channel. actually using yeah. fair use in like correctly. Mm. Um, I think that we're talking all about like Tumblr and YouTube and and all this because just uh, social media sites in general, um, there are only like five of them. Well, and there could be a lot of them, but the part of the point of social media sites is it brings biggest. people together. So the ones that people use the most are the ones that are most important, and it sort of becomes a self-selecting issue. Well, then you have... Uh, R.I.P. Google+. Plus. <laughs> well, then you have Facebook. That it's Facebook. It also owns Instagram and Snapchat. Yes, true. Um, there is Google that owns YouTube and... Well, YouTube other and, things. and other things, yeah. <laughs> you know, other, Yahoo other owns Tumblr as well. I mean, there there are only a few companies that are concentrated that own most of the social sort of like scene. the big banks. Huh? Then you have Amazon that owns the uh, Amazon Web Services, which is what everything is based is built Running on. on. Yeah. Uh, we, without Amazon Web Services, you wouldn't have Netflix. Really? Yes. Amazon Web Services is one of the biggest and most pervasive cloud services um, in the world. Uh, uh, Most major websites are built on AWS and use their servers for for delivering content. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And that's really evolved, right, over the last 15 years or so? Yes. But Amazon had all this server space because they were you know, being all Amazon and they, <laughs> they started renting it out. And now it's one of the cheapest. I know f- for a fact, it's, it's one of the cheapest services that you can use. One of the most basic to, to use. And it's one of the most popular. Huh? Yeah. Most companies don't have their does, own does, servers. Does WordPress use that? I believe so. So in other words, since they host civilpoliticsradio.com, <gasps> we're going to have to do disclaimers then. <laughs> Nah. Mr. Bezos, we're sorry. <laughs> we're so sorry. I'm not. <laughs> Screw you. This is rogue radio. <laughs> we're going rogue here. <laughs> this well, is our Bind the hand that feeds us. Star- <laughs> dot com. One, I Wait mean, a second. We one thing that we I know for a fact, Pinecast, which which uh holds our podcast, mm-hmm. um and how how they deliver it and everything like that, their servers are on Amazon. So our podcast is definitely on Amazon Web Services. But if you're li- listening to us over the air and not streaming, we actually are old-fashioned. Over the air, FM yes. signal. Exactly. <laughs> Free and unencumbered. For those of you within, <laughs> oh, at no more than 10, 10 12 miles away. <laughs> I think it's more like 20, 25, but oh, well. depending where the hills are. Yeah. And the clouds. Yeah. It's oh, true. and whether it's rainy or not, because it bounces off the ionosphere. And, yeah. yeah. But yeah. anyway, old fashioned is free and un- unencumbered by the. Anyway. Well, there's issues with that. But we are out of time. <laughs> we cannot go into uh, how community radio is being gutted by by um, new new laws that allow for retransmission from um, FM sta- stations. Also, FM stations can can buy translators that go from AM stations, so they're taking over that. Yeah, there is a lot of issues. I mean, if you listen to... Okay, so if you listen to NPR, like New England Public Radio, on the hour, every top of the hour, they're supposed to have a station ID. If you listen to NPR right now, then it goes on for 30 seconds because, because they have five different stations. They yeah. have all these different stations. They have and those are just from one station that those are all taken over. They bought the license. frequencies. Yeah, they bought and they the bought license. it they're buying out 
college stations so they're taking over college stations some college stations only run for half the day and then npr has it for the rest of the day um because running uh we know running a station is expensive but that sort of thing popular and paid radio is basically taking over the dial it's fun so support your local community station please yeah which is fascinating to me because like honestly you know it it's not pocket change but like this station like it's all the volunteers that's all the the volunteers yeah Yeah. the people are really invested in this station of all kinds of walks of life and and thank god for that thank thank you to all of our members and broadcasters yeah our fundraiser was great right and thank you to our yes it was and thank you to all our supporters and listeners and we do indeed have to wrap up so we can talk more about this next week, or maybe we could do something crazy and do another supplemental. We could talk about the uh, politics of uh, broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> You're wild over here. I am. It's true. Crazy talk. <laughs> I am. It's true. I am. I Who's am, up next? I am the crazy. <laughs> Coming up next is Subculture, a really great music show uh, featuring uh, indie, electronica, post-punk, and other kind of alt music stuff that my brother and I used to love listening to. Uh, I still do. Uh, followed by Table of Contents at 10 o'clock with OK Asia at midnight, and then uh, uh, Drum and Bass with DJ Fife and Darkwave uh, taking you into the wee small hours of the morning if you are having trouble sleeping. Oh, and we're at the solstice too, right? Yes, yeah. I, yes I, we I, are. As I mentioned at the top Beginning. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, indeed. I was seeing the wee small hours, sorry. Oh, it just took me there to the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, the, the very long, long night, because it is the longest night of the year right now. Anyway, so a podcast of the show will be uploaded to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, etc., etc., uh, usually on Sunday, so you can listen to us again to your heart's content. And uh, we actually do have an on-the-air encore presentation Mondays at 4 p.m., at least until the station decides there's something better to do with that time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's all for us for now. We should be back again next week to close out the year. Ah, oh, thank God 2018's almost done. <clears throat> so thank you for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, have a good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro and thank you for listening.